0: In today's episode, we're going to talk about the gifts of anxiety and depression. You'll learn how paradigm shifts can help you see adversity as a powerful tool for growth. You'll also learn about the seasons of your mental health and how those can benefit you and remove the shame of so many mental health challenges. You'll also hear about exemplary people who navigated adversity, like Louis Amberini from Unbroken and Immaculé from Left to Tell. You'll also be introduced to concepts like anti-fragility, and learn what that is, as well as post-traumatic growth. And you'll come to understand what they have to do with resilience and how you can adopt a more resilient mindset in the midst of your trials. I'll also include research from the latest thought leaders that will challenge some unhelpful cultural norms that have probably persisted for decades. You'll explore your own hardships and how you've discovered priceless insights from your experiences that came about because of what happened to you. So let's dive in. Hello, I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. And welcome back again, my friends. This is episode number seven, the gifts of anxiety and depression and how adversity fosters resilience and post-traumatic growth. So those are some big things that we're talking about today, but these are some of my favorite topics. I just love them. So I can't wait to share some of the thoughts that I've had, some of the stories that I've collected, and the research that I've done. I think you're going to love it. So I want to start off with a little analogy. So think about your mental health like the seasons of the year. So spring might be very hopeful and bright where there's a lot of growth, and maybe summer is full of action and play and that warmth and Often there's a lot of socializing and togetherness. The fall might be more of slowing down, maybe more contemplative and getting a little more still. And winter is really this hibernation, almost this hiding from this world, this reevaluating things, and sometimes this coldness that seeps in. So there's no shame in these different phases of our life or this mental health just like the seasons and I love that analogy for that reason we don't sit and shame ourselves that winter comes right we are just we just accept it and we can do the same thing in the different phases of our life so think about that analogy I thought about it a lot over the years I came across it in a book a long long time ago and I just loved thinking about it that way like what is the purpose of this winter of my life what's the purpose of this fall that might be more challenging for different people. But some people, it might be the others. It might be this the challenges of the summer states as well. But just think about that. And I'll circle around back to that in the end and apply it to these different things that I'm teaching. So I want, before I jump into that, I want to talk about anxiety and depression as a state and not a trait. So Brene Brown talks about... Um, a, trait is an aspect of your personality that's somewhat permanent. It's a part of how you think and act, but a state is temporary. So that's a temporary condition that's brought about because of like an event or a situation. So in this episode, I'm focusing more on that state instead of that trait. So if you do have chronic anxiety or depression, that's more of a trait and that's something where you are going to want to get further counseling, get more resources, like it's so debilitating that it's affecting every aspect of your life. And that's not really what we're talking about here. Although these things will also help with that. But states are like those natural dips in your human experience and in your life. And this is very normal. So again, I'll come back and talk about this at the end. But I want to share a couple stories first about adversity. I want to talk about a couple of my heroes. So there's this woman named Immaculee Ilibagiza. She wrote Left to Tell about the Rwandan genocide. I don't know if you remember that or if you're aware of that. It is a horrific story that happened not that long ago in the 1990s, actually. You'll just have to go read the book. It's incredible. Again, it's called Left to Tell. But just a really short Reader's Digest version of it. Immaculate hid in a a tiny, tiny bathroom for 91 days. It was three feet by four feet. And she lived in that tiny hidden bathroom with seven other women during the massacre in her town, her city, and that whole area for those 91 days. And when she came out, a million of her Tutsi tribe had been murdered, had been killed, including many of her family members i think her parents and her brother or a couple brothers if i remember right and she had to deal with the repercussions of that and what that meant for her not just for her but her nation her town her family everything like it was completely changed and it took a very long time to navigate through all of those things that had happened So that's the first story I want to tell you. I don't want to go into more about that right now, but the second story I want to tell you, another hero, I'm sure you will know this story as well, but have you ever seen the movie Unbroken or read that book? So that's about Louis Zamperini, who was a bombardier in World War II, and he was also an Olympic track star, but he spent 47 days drifting on a raft. Now in this raft, it wasn't just like hanging out having fun but there's shark attacks there's machine gun attacks starvation if i remember right i think even one of his friends died Uh, and after 47 days of that just imagine the trauma of that alone as soon as he came to land i don't remember the details of it i'll have to go back but then he was in a prisoner of war camp for two and a half years immediately after that and not just hanging out again But he had a sadistic prison sergeant that targeted him, and he had major physical and psychological abuse for probably two of those years, if I remember right. And when I was reading that book, I just, I think there was one point where I laughed out loud, not to be rude or anything, but it was just so crazy, like his terrible luck, like terrible adversity. I mean, most of us haven't even had a small thing like that happen, let alone two of the worst things that could happen. Again, I'll return to the story about Louis in just a, a minute. But I wanna go back a little bit to our cultural view. So sometimes our culture really only looks at anxiety and depression as negative or abnormal or something that we need to eliminate at all costs. But what if we could change that perspective? What if we could change that narrative? There's two different things that I thought of when I was thinking about this, when I was researching for it. I was thinking like a fever. We used to think that fevers were only bad. But now we know that fevers often occur because our body's trying to kill a virus or bacteria. And did you know that most bacteria and viruses thrive when your body is at a normal temperature? So it makes sense that a fever makes it harder for those viruses to survive. So it's really helping us heal and recover. So that's one example of how something that we look at as negative is actually positive. Another one I thought of is forest fires. I'm not sure if you're aware about this, but some ecosystems actually benefit from those occasional fires because they clear out the dead material. And there's even species that rely on those fires so that they can survive or even reproduce. There's so many different benefits that we didn't really know about initially and we just saw as bad. So I want to compare this to adversity or even anxiety and depression, are they really all bad? What if they're necessary for our growth? And I just want you to think about that for a minute. So resilience and post-traumatic growth. That was another part that I really wanted to address in this episode. So this is where you have that new awareness, that new insight, or that perspective that comes after a crisis. Or an easier way to say that is... That it's just the growth that comes after adversity. That's that post-traumatic growth. When they studied this, researchers found there's a few different things that people shared that they gained from that PTG or that post-traumatic growth. And I want to share those with you. They said it's an increased ability to relate to others. An ability to see new possibilities. An increase in personal strength. And... A spiritual change. Oh, and one more. And an increased appreciation for life. Aren't those amazing things to gain? I'm going to say those again really quickly. So an increased ability to relate to others. An ability to see new possibilities. An increase in personal strength. A spiritual change. And an increased appreciation for life. So these all come about when we have post-traumatic growth and when we grow in that resilience due to adversity. So I've mentioned this before, but I have a fascination with big families. So mine, my mom's, my dad's, um, even my own family, I don't really see it as big, but I guess with my exchange student, I have five kids and then me and my husband. So yeah, I guess that's big. (laughs) Um, And I'm so interested in the different range of responses to similar adversity. It just, it comes down to how are we going to tell our story? Have we become more resilient? Have we found that post-traumatic growth? Or has it broken us? Because we really do have the choice. We can choose how we will respond to similar situations. I want to go back to Immaculée and what she said after her horrific experiences. This is a quote that I just love, so... Tune in, try to focus. (laughs) I know it's hard when you can't see it sometimes. I knew that my heart and mind would always be tempted to feel anger, to find blame and hate. But I resolved that when the negative feelings came upon me, I wouldn't wait for them to grow or fester. I would always immediately turn to the source of all true power. I would turn to God and let his love and forgiveness protect and save me. And then later she said, if I can forgive, anyone can forgive. And I recognize that you haven't read this book, most likely, but if you were to read this book, you would understand how huge this is that she's talking about forgiveness. There were terrible, terrible stories of slaughter, of people she loved dearly. And she learned how to forgive. And that seems insane to me. And yet she was able to do it. And you know that it's sincere hearing her story, and it's incredible and miraculous. And then you think about Louis, Louis Zamperini, and this is what he said. However dark the night, however dim our hopes, the light will always follow the darkness. And then again, he said, the great lesson of my life is perseverance. Never give up. It's like my brother said. Isn't one minute of pain worth a lifetime of glory? And that's just one of the things he said, um, especially in training for the Olympics. He's an amazing runner. And he just had a wonderful perspective on perseverance. Makes sense, right? Look what he went through. It was crazy. Just a lot that that man experienced and what it did to strengthen him in the long run. Not that there weren't trials trying to find that peace throughout that. But I have a lot of other heroes just like Louis and Immaculate. I don't know if you know about Victor Frankel or Corrie Ten Boom or even Lucy Mack Smith or Job or others. I just love learning about their examples of resilience and that strength that came from their trials, and they did not let it overcome them. Just like that movie, just like that book, Unbroken, I just love the concepts in there. When we don't lean into challenges, we won't grow. So really picture that leaning in when you start to experience adversity. And think about that PTG, that post-traumatic growth. We can't become strong without it. Brene Brown talks about this a lot in her last book and also The Coddling of the American Mind. I'm usually sharing, by the way, quotes on things that I'm reading right now. I think I'm reading five or six books right now, so I'll be quoting those books a lot and then I'll move to a bunch more. So it's not that this is necessarily my favorite, it's just what I'm currently learning. So Brene Brown talks about being anti-fragile, which is really just the opposite of being fragile. And instead of breaking due to adversity, we actually get stronger. So we don't just withstand trials, but we improve even more. And in the book, The Coddling of the American Mind, I wanted to share a quote that they said that I think about often. I think this was a university president or something, because there's so much unrest with the students and wanting to be very comfortable and not wanting to be challenged in any of their ideas. And this is what he said. I don't want you to be safe ideologically. I don't want you to be safe emotionally. I want you to be strong. That's different. I'm not going to pave the jungle for you. Put on some boots and learn how to deal with adversity. I'm not going to take all the weights out of the gym. That's the whole point of the gym. This is the gym. I always say my quotes that I read are incredible, but isn't that incredible? (laughs) I'm just going to read a key a few of those key points again I want you to be strong that's different I'm not going to pave the jungle for you put on some boots and learn how to deal with adversity I'm not going to take all the weights out of the gym that's the whole point of the gym I love his analogy there of the gym as well he's not going to take the weights out of the gym or he's not going to pave the jungle we shouldn't want to do that for our children or for ourselves We are meant to get stronger. So what was the point of me sharing those stories about adversity from Immaculate and Louis? Well, if you want to have those benefits from that post-traumatic growth, remember that is being more resilient, that's being able to relate to others, better able to see new possibilities and to increase in personal strength and undergo that greater spiritual change, as well as increase your appreciation for life, If you want those things, then don't lose that opportunity to do so in your struggles. Lean into them, learn from them, be grateful for them, and I know that is a tall order. I really wouldn't have the empathy and the insight that I do today without my many challenges. There's no way that I could connect with my different clients if I didn't have more understanding. And I'm not saying you have to go through all these experiences. But I am saying that it is so much easier to empathize with people when you have an idea of what that journey looks like. And that's many things. I know a lot of you have the same things I've mentioned before, like um, infertility, miscarriages, death, marital problems, kids struggling, health problems. It can look like many things. Financial issues. Spirituality challenges. There's so many different things, and that increases our empathy. What I love about it, especially, is that it helps us teach our children to look for that post traumatic growth, especially, and change that narrative. So, any mistakes that we make or any setbacks that we have, we can teach them what we've learned. We can teach them that this is an opportunity for growth. There's this. I actually want to train on this later about toxic positivity and it's kind of this, this thing right now, and I want to train on that later more in depth. But I do want to say just simply now that this is not just simply um, putting this fake, insincere band-aid on things, but it is taking the time to go inward and to look for that growth in the struggle. Not in a shallow kind of way or as a way to avoid, but sincerely looking for the strength that comes from the struggle. It really is up to us if we're going to open our hearts, especially to that learning and to consciously take the steps towards growth. So Immaculate sums this up really well when she said, I came to learn that God never shows us something we aren't ready to understand. Instead, he lets us see what we need to see, when we need to see it. He'll wait until our eyes and hearts are open to him. And when we are ready, he will plant our feet on the path that is best for us. But it's up to us to do the walking. I love that. It's up to us to do the walking. So if our hearts are open... If our eyes are open, God will allow you to see what you need to see. And again, if you don't have this perspective, then you can say the universe or whatever you might say. When your heart and your mind are open, you'll be prepared to see the things that you need to. And you'll know what you need to do for those next steps so that you can start walking towards that. So in our adversity, did we crumble or did we let it refine us? Another one of my favorite sayings is, through the fiercest fires, the finest steel is forged. And I'll just briefly share a story. Um, I had a best friend in high school, and she was in a car accident right after we graduated, I think about a year later, and she became a quadriplegic, and she was the most energetic, fun person and she was just bouncing off the walls all the time. She still is energetic and fun, even though I haven't been back to Wisconsin much, so I haven't seen her in quite a while. I often thought about this. Through the fiercest fires, the finest steel is forged, and I struggled to come to terms with why she had to go through that experience, which in my mind would be one of the most terrible experiences ever, to not be able to move again and to completely rely on others to help you. I wanted to make this ring or this picture for her that said these things and I just felt stuck like I couldn't say it. Like it just didn't feel fair. And I still honestly struggle with that a little bit. But she's the only one that can say how she will be forged, how she will move through that trial and what she will learn from it and the growth that will come from that. That's her story and not mine. I wanted to come back to the gifts of depression and anxiety like I talked about in the beginning and what I meant by gift. So what I mean by gift is that when we stop focusing on what is wrong and instead focus on what our anxiety or depression or even our adversity is trying to teach us, that's when real strength comes. So I want you to think of a time when you've had the greatest adversity or the most anxiety or depression. Maybe not even the most, maybe just in some level. What do you feel like your body or your spirit was trying to teach you? What lessons did you learn through that? And if there was a mental health issue, maybe you needed more balance in your life or maybe you're going down a road that wasn't the correct one. Did you slow down? Did you get still and go deeper and course correct over time when the anxiety or depression was too much for you? And did that work? Most of the time, this winter period that we experience... It brings that necessary course correction that only happens when your mental state or even your body just screams at you to get your attention. And I think it's so interesting that spring follows winter. Because the wisdom that's gained in the winter comes after the stillness when we finally listened. There's so many parallels there that I could discuss, but I just... Love thinking about that. Love thinking about the seasons. And again, just think about adversity. Did our challenges or did your challenges refine your strengths? Or maybe even bring about new strengths? And I know that sometimes we would rather forego that trial than have that refining. But I think that both God and our bodies and our spirits are vastly more aware of our needs than we can possibly comprehend, and that we really can trust the process, that learning process, that refiner's fire, and let ourself be forged, let ourself be made into a bigger mansion, a bigger palace, because it will happen if we let it. I pray that this episode helped you see depression and anxiety and even adversity as a way towards greater growth and resilience. I really hope that you've had many paradigm shifts today and that these things stay with you when trials come because they will. I pray that you'll be able to see that these things are a gift in disguise and we don't have to have that energy and that negative response to anxiety and depression and adversity when it shows up in our life please remember that thank you for coming today and in closing i just wanted to remind you to please leave a review on apple podcasts and also i have a 12-week mental health and wellness program called igniting life that will launch in august you can look that up on my currently in construction website i apologize it's not quite refined yet um But you can sign up for that or you can email me at fulfillment.therapist at gmail.com if you have any questions. But this is really all about helping you have greater accountability and the tools and resources to have greater success if you have not had some already. This will be very pivotal in changing that course of your life and moving towards greater fulfillment and joy. Again, have a beautiful day, and I hope you remember Louis's words in closing. However dark the night, however dim our hopes, the light will always follow the darkness. Take care, my friends. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review, share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.